0: I'm Emily Garrett, and I'm thrilled that you're joining me to talk about how you can use IQ for your business. I'm a product manager on the AWS IQ team. Today, my main goal is to give all of you the tools and information you need to leverage IQ for your business. To that end, we're going to cover an overview of the service. We'll talk about the top use cases we've seen since we launched IQ about two months ago. Then we'll really dive into the service. We'll talk about getting started, selecting an expert, the typical timelines and budgets that you can expect, and how we think about security. Finally, we'll do a quick walkthrough to ensure you really understand the service and know what to expect when you post a project. All right. So what is IQ? Why are all of you here this morning? At a high level, IQ allows you to find, engage, and pay AWS-certified third-party experts for on-demand work. All of the experts on IQ are based in the U.S. and have AWS certifications and identities that have been verified. Two key features of IQ are easy access grants management to grant experts permission to your AWS environment and integrated payments in order to pay the experts for their services through your AWS account. As you know, here at AWS, we start with the customer and work backwards. The impetus for IQ was no different. We hear from you, our customers, all the time, that you love our pace of innovation and the services and features that we launch each year. But you sometimes need just a little bit of hands-on help to get yourselves over the hump to really leverage the services. We know that AWS has changed the ways industries access technology with on-demand resources in a pay-as-you-go model. But the model for hiring talent hasn't changed nearly as much. It still takes time to find the right talent, to get them onboarded and set up. As businesses increase your reliance on the cloud, this continues to get more complicated. So we hear from our customers that you need easy access to AWS specific talent. You may need it for talent augmentation when you need a specific expertise. For example, I heard a rumor that AWS may launch some new services this week, and perhaps you want to get those spun up right away, but you're not exactly sure how to get started. Or you may just want a quick consultation to ensure you really understand the pros and cons of a new technology. We hear from our customers that you want cloud admin assistance in order to operate and manage and monitor your AWS account. And we hear from our customers that you want projects completed end-to-end in your account. For example, you might want to migrate a website to AWS. You may not have the bandwidth to get these projects completed right away, or you'd rather leverage the resources you do have for what really differentiates your business and leave the cloud work to an expert. As you know, if you've been around AWS for a while, we have many resources to ensure our customers can get the help that you need. I won't go through all of them, but I do want to call out the AWS Partner Network. The Partner Network is a network of global companies and firms dedicated to assisting customers manage solutions on AWS. A great thing about the APN network is many of these partners are also registered on IQ so that they can provide services in this on-demand manner. So what can you get done on IQ? What kind of projects are we seeing so far? As I mentioned, we launched IQ about two months ago, and it's been really exciting to see the types of projects that have emerged so far. I'm going to go through our top five use cases and show you some examples of real projects that have been posted by real customers so far. Our top five use cases are websites, networking, databases, cost optimization, and analytics. Let's talk about each of them in a little bit more details. Our first use case is websites. It's unsurprising that one of our most common use cases is experts helping buyers with websites. We see our customers deciding which technology to use and the trade-offs between technologies. As you can imagine, the price range for these types of projects varies pretty wildly. Let's take some of these examples. We frequently see people interested in migrating sites to AWS whether from another provider or to be hosted directly on AWS as you see in the first example. We also see customers looking to build additional features or constraints into existing solutions like the second example about email. Or you may want to build a web solution from scratch like the third example. You may have specific regulations you're trying to keep in mind, or you may be really interested in taking advantage of a particular technology or service. On a personal note, I always get a kick out of seeing people use IQ to get just the right level of technical advice. While many, probably most of you, have the technical experience to get things done on IQ or on AWS, It can be really transformative to have access to someone with deep experience to guide you to the right solution the first time. It can be such a multiplier and really helpful to you and your business. Our second example is networking. Networking is a great example of where having access to on-demand deep AWS expertise can really save you time and headaches. Networking is often of a one and done nature. You really want to get it set up correctly, but once it's set up, you often have the expertise on staff to run it day to day. But relying on someone who has done this hundreds of times can really save you time and stress. We see our customers tackling networking in a variety of ways, but there's a lot of interest in virtual private networks and virtual private clouds. Let's take a look at a few examples. The first example on implementing Transit Gateway was a specific example that a customer posted in our first week of launch. The customer was looking to get AWS Transit Gateway set up in order to streamline a move for his company to a new country. They were able to get connected to an expert and get that set up in just a couple of days in order to make that move really easy. But you may also have more typical concerns like this second example. You may be looking to get VPC set up to increase the security of your network or you may be looking for a full site-to-site VPN like our third example. This example was a larger project that took a couple of weeks to get completed, but it was really great to see that take place. The cost range varies a little bit depending upon the type of example, or the type of project, and the solution that you're looking for. Our third use case is cost optimization. This is a really interesting example. Every year at reInvent, we bring you new technologies and services to solve your problems in a better, more efficient way. But when you look at your solutions holistically, you may find that there may be ways to optimize your spending for your changing needs. You may just need some advice from an expert on what changes and optimizations would be the biggest bang for your buck. It's a bit like networking in this way, where it's an area where working with an expert who has done this hundreds of times, will really be able to tell you where those optimizations lie and where they don't. Let's take a look at these examples. You may have spun up new services and solutions recently in your account, And you may be looking to better understand what is driving your costs. Or perhaps you know that you have underutilized resources and you need some help spinning them down, like the second example. Or you may be looking for a detailed report of all of your costs and how those are driving your business needs. Of all of our use cases, cost optimization tends to be the most consultative you can really leverage our calling, video conferencing, and screen sharing functionality to dive in with an expert and really understand what's going on. Our next example is databases. It's probably not surprising that this is a particularly popular use case for IQ. Many of our customers start their cloud journey with migrating their database to AWS. We have many experts who specialize in databases and database migrations, and we expect this number will continue to grow when the training and certification team rolls out the AWS database certification next year. You may be looking to tackle the database work yourself, but you also may appreciate the extra experience that an expert can bring to you. You may be looking to migrate an on-prem database to the cloud, like this first example, and you may have questions about what type of technology would be your best bet. Or you may be looking to optimize and upgrade your existing solution, like this second example. Our final use case is analytics. Of all the use cases we've seen emerge so far, this one surprised us a bit. But as we dug in, it became really clear that our customers are generating lots of data. And we know that this data is critical to your businesses and can drive huge benefits. But you may need help ingesting the data and making sense of it. AWS offers a wide set of technologies and tools to help you best leverage your data. We also work with a lot of third-party options that are available to you. Upon reflection, it makes sense that we're seeing this interest. You are often interested in getting the expertise your data can provide, but you may not need the technical expertise on staff to generate those analytics day to day. You may be looking to build a data warehouse from scratch, like in the first example. Or perhaps you're looking to integrate new tools and reporting solutions into your existing solutions. Or you may be looking for an ETL pipeline to better query and visualize your data. We've seen all of these examples thus far on IQ. All right, for our last use case, I'm gonna talk about some of our other examples. I know it's a bit of a cop-out, but we've seen such a wide variety of projects posted on IQ that I'd be remiss not to cover a few of them. When we at AWS talk about companies that are leveraging AWS in meaningful ways for their industry, we talk about big organizations. We talk about Johnson & Johnson in healthcare and Netflix and HBO in entertainment. And those are really exciting for us to see. But it can also be really exciting to see small businesses and individuals leveraging AWS for their own knowledge and their own businesses. On IQ, we've seen a wealth of different projects covering the gamut, but I'll point out a couple really quickly. The first example was an individual looking to get some expertise on a particular service. You may want that knowledge for your business or just for your own knowledge. Our second example is one of my personal favorites. A nurse posted a project looking to leverage an IoT solution to cut down on the time from when a patient arrived at the hospital to when their critical blood test results were found. He had a bit of technical experience But as you can see, he just needed someone to help him figure out that last mile. It was really exciting to see that customer get the expertise they need and then be able to roll that expertise into three additional projects to improve the efficiency of his hospital. I'll be honest with you, my background before I came to AWS was in education. So it's really exciting for me personally to see individuals who maybe don't have as much technical expertise be able able to leverage IQ to really get the values that AWS offers all of us. So no matter what your need is, whether you're looking for a business solution or just for your own knowledge, we can find these projects on IQ. So we've discussed why you might use IQ and what types of use cases you can leverage IQ for. But let's dive a little deeper and talk about the logistics. We'll walk through how to post your request and what our experts are looking for. The lifecycle of an IQ project is really pretty simple. You'll post your request. All of the requests are custom and they'll describe your project needs in detail. Then you'll receive expert responses and be able to chat directly with experts and talk about your project and the deliverables you're looking for in more details. You'll review the expert's profiles and decide which expert or experts may be the best for you to work with. The expert will submit a proposal to you which will outline the maximum amount of the project and the deliverables they plan to achieve. If necessary, you can grant the expert access to your AWS environment for them to complete the work directly in your account. And finally, once project milestones are met, you'll approve the work and pay through your AWS account. Let's start at the beginning, posting your request. This is our request form. It's a relatively simple process, but this will be the thing that experts look at to decide whether or not this project is a good fit for them and their expertise. We ask for six items of information to complete the request form. First is your category. Our categories are actually those use cases that I described earlier. Second is your title. The title is critical because it's the first thing that the expert sees when they're deciding to work on your project. We'll talk about that more in just a moment. Third is your project description. This is where you describe what deliverables you're looking for. Fourth, we ask for your budget. We have five different categories. Under 500, 500 to 1,000, 1,000 to 10,000, 10,000 and above, but you can also select I don't know if you're not quite sure of what your budget is right now. Finally, we ask for your name and email address. Your name allows experts to know how to refer to you in chats and communication. Your email address is used for sending communication to you about when an expert has responded or sent a proposal. Your email address is not shared with the experts. It's only for the IQ team to communicate with you. You may wonder why we ask for your email address when it's on your account. We know that many people use the same account, particularly at a larger firm, and we wanna make sure those notifications are going to the person that's really managing the project. So the request form is pretty simple, but it's really important for you to be able to let the experts know what you're looking for. Let's talk about your title. I know it sounds a little bit silly, but it's really critical to having a strong title. When experts are reviewing the list of available available requests, the title is what they can really see from your project, and that helps them to decide whether they should click into your project and learn more and respond to you. Here are some examples of real request titles that we've seen so far. We've removed names to protect the innocent, It's not their fault they didn't have this session to prepare them, but here are some examples of some weaker titles that we've seen. I have a project. Learn how to use Amazon AWS and Ordering Services. These titles are weak because they don't explain to the expert what type of solution you're looking for. We've also seen some great titles like AWS Billing Data Visualization, and design a DynamoDB table schema from SQL schema. These are really great examples because they let the expert know right away what type of deliverable you're looking for. And it can help the expert to decide if this is a good request for them to work on. All right, so once we've written a strong request title, we'll want to provide a strong description. A strong description will include a lot of details about the particular challenge you're trying to solve or the particular solution or deliverables you're looking for. The more details you can provide, the less back and forth you'll need to do with the expert to really get to your solution. If you have specific technologies that you're looking to use, for example, your team is really well-versed in a particular technology and you'd like to continue using that, make sure you call that out to experts. It will help them to know if this project is a good fit for you. You'll also want to share your timeline. We know that some of our customers are posting projects that they need today or this week. We also know that some of the projects are a bit longer. So let the expert know so they make sure before they tackle this project that they have the right bandwidth to be able to get you the solution in the timeline that you need. All right. Uh, All right, so we've written a strong request and a great title. Now it's time to select the expert to work with. On average, our customers receive between one and 20 expert responses depending upon the type of project. There's three critical areas to look for when you're selecting an expert. The first is AWS certifications. There's a lot to unpack here, so we'll talk about this more in a couple of minutes. The second is ratings and reviews. These are, as you can imagine, other customers' experience working with this particular expert. We provide one to five star uh, ratings, as well as text reviews. Because IQ is a relatively new service, we're still activating experts, so you may see a few that don't have a review yet, but more reviews come online each day. Finally, you'll look for the biography and skills provided by the expert. This is a free form text field, so the experts can share as much or as little information as they'd like. But in general, we find that experts share what type of experience they have and what type of projects they're looking to tackle. If they have additional certifications beyond the AWS certifications, they'll share those here as well. As I mentioned previously, many of our experts are also APN partners. While you'll work one-on-one with the expert, it can sometimes be helpful to work with an expert who works at a larger firm where they may be able to collaborate with other individuals if necessary. The experts will provide this information here. Finally, the experts can share links to case studies they've completed or examples of other projects. You'll want to review the profiles and chat with the experts to decide who is best for your particular project. You can video chat and screen share to learn more. I've spoken a lot about AWS certifications. Let me stop and explain a bit more. AWS certifications are achieved through an in-person exam which tests an individual's cloud agility. AWS currently offers 11 certifications, one foundational, three associate, two professional, and five specialty. To be an expert on AWS IQ, individuals must have achieved either an associate, professional, or specialty certification. The cloud practitioner, that foundational certification, it really tests foundational knowledge of AWS. It doesn't test technical expertise, so it's not a good fit for IQ. However, many of our experts have the foundational certification in addition to an associate or a professional or a specialty certification. Of the 10 certifications that AWS currently offers, we have all 10 represented on IQ. We even have a few experts that have achieved all 10 on average, experts have achieved three AWS certifications each. To achieve an associate certification, an expert is recommended to have at least one year of experience solving problems and implementing solutions on IQ on, on AWS. AWS currently offers three associate certifications: the Solutions Architect, the the Developer and the SysOps admin. You can see that over 90% of our experts have achieved the solutions architect certification. It's where many people start their certification journey. To achieve a professional certification, AWS recommends a minimum of two years of comprehensive experience designing, operating, and troubleshooting solutions using the AWS cloud. AWS currently offers two professional certifications, the DevOps engineer and the solutions architect professional. 43% of our experts have achieved a professional certification. And finally, the specialty certification. To achieve this certification, AWS recommends technical expertise demonstrated in a particular domain. There are currently five specialty certifications security, big data, advanced networking, Alexa skill builder, and machine learning. 22% of our experts have currently achieved a specialty certification. Certifications are a critical component to consider as you select your expert. Let's go ahead and check out a few profiles. These are three profiles of real experts on IQ, Alex, Henrik, and James. You can see those details that I spoke about earlier, the certifications, their rate, and their professional experience, as well as their photo and their star ratings. If you click on that second tab that says reviews, you'd be able to read the text reviews provided by previous customers. As a note, both Alex and Henrik will be here this week and they'll be at the IQ booth if you'd like to chat with them or other IQ experts in person. So once you've decided on the best expert or experts to work with, you'll request that they send you a proposal. The proposal is really the legal agreement that defines the scope of the relationship between you and the expert. All proposals will set the maximum amount to be charged for the particular engagement. Experts can charge less than this amount, but they're not able to charge more than this amount. Experts can also include key details, such as the timeline for work delivered, the deliverables that they plan to complete, and the project milestones for payments. Experts will request payments as they complete work. They can send as many payment requests as they'd like, so long as it doesn't go over that max payment amount that we discussed previously. Finally, proposals can include any additional legal details or terms necessary for you or the expert. If your organization has particular terms you need included, make sure to let the expert know. You'll want to review the proposal carefully as it outlines the full engagement between yourself and the experts. You can also negotiate any of the details I've discussed. Once you've decided on the proposal, you'll approve it to officially enter the the engagement. All right, so we've talked about requests and finding our experts and negotiating our proposals. But I know critical questions are, how long does this take and how much does it cost? Let's talk about that. As you've seen, getting IQ help is relatively quick. It takes only a couple of minutes to post that request as we described earlier. Getting a response can vary from a couple of minutes to a few hours, depending upon the type of project that you've posted and the timeline that you've posted. If you're looking for a really specific niche project, it may take a little bit longer, but in general, we see our customers get responses within just a few hours. Getting a proposal. Getting a proposal also depends on what type of project you're posting, as well as your responsiveness. If you've posted a really detailed request, it's easier for experts to understand what type of deliverable you're looking for, and then they're able to turn around these proposals quickly. We have web notifications, as well as email notifications to let you know when an expert has chatted with you or sent over some questions. This will help you to get those proposals a little bit faster. And then finally, completing your project. We have a wide variety in how long it takes to complete the project. It really depends on what type of solution you're looking for. We've seen consultations and quick check-ins happen in just a couple of hours after posting the request, but we've also seen full-scale migrations that take a few weeks. It really depends. Rates and budgets. Any conversation about AWS often often starts with cost, and IQ is no different. Our experts can share an hourly rate on their profile, as you saw with Alex and Henrik previously. But remember, this hourly rate is just a guide for you to know if this expert might be one you want to work with. It's not binding. Don't let these uh, ranges throw you off. Many of our experts have a lot of experience working on AWS. So a project that might take you a few hours will take them just a quick half hour or hour. So their actual rate for your proposal may be quite a bit lower. But on average, our hourly rates as posted by experts is between $100 and $175 an hour. IQ is a place for quality work at fair prices. So don't expect bottom basement prices on the IQ service. As I mentioned, once you've decided to work with an expert, they'll send you a fixed bid proposal. We chose fixed bid because we believe that it's really best for the expert as well as the customer. The expert may use their hourly rate to decide upon their fixed bid price, but again, they can't go over that, that original amount unless they've gotten a subsequent proposal accepted. Our proposal ranges vary pretty widely, depending upon the particular project. We've seen consultations go for as little as $50 or even a little bit less, and then we've seen larger projects that go for $20,000 or more. Let's talk about the proposal and payment workflow. It's relatively simple, but it's very important, so I want to make sure you understand. The expert has sent over that proposal, and you've accepted the proposal and engaged the particular expert. Once the expert meets those agreed upon milestones, they will submit a payment request. You will review the work before accepting the payment request. If something isn't quite right, you can work with the expert to rectify the situation. Note that you have 10 days to respond to a payment request. If you neither accept nor decline the payment request, so you just ignore it for 10 days, it'll automatically approve. Once the payment has been approved, the payment method on file in your AWS account will be immediately charged. You will see the charge reflected in your account as well as an invoice for the expert's services. Note that you're not responsible for tax reporting to your IQ expert. AWS serves as the third party settlement organization and we collect all of the information from the experts and handle that on your behalf. So let's talk about really getting work done. How do we think about security and getting work done in your account? Before launching IQ, we talked to a lot of our customers about your experiences working with consultants and freelancers. One thing that frequently came up was how to best delegate access to your account. We had many of our customers complete a survey to learn more about how you share account access. We were surprised and a little concerned to see some of our customers, none of you I'm sure, but some of our customers resort to sharing out your root username and password directly in email. Please never, Never do this. The AWS Identity and Access Management document documentation explains how to best grant access to your account. It involves getting the third party's AWS account ID, creating a role, and setting up cross-account access. Some of our customers, especially those who don't have a lot of experience working with permissions, found this process a little bit complicated or confusing. That's why we decided to build in one-click permission granting into the IQ system. The way it works is once you've accepted your proposal, the expert can submit a permission request to your AWS account. The, The permission request includes the type of permission the expert is seeking. They can choose from one of nine IAM job roles that we support. These include things like billing, view only, and admin access. You can review the permission request to understand exactly what permissions you'll be granting to the expert and either accept or decline the request. Once you've accepted the request, the expert can automatically assume access to your account. Every activity the expert takes in your account is logged in CloudTrail logs and we surface links to those logs scoped down to the particular activities taken by your expert for you to monitor and review their activities. We also give you the ability to revoke access to your account by just clicking one button. We also automatically close the permission request once your proposal is completed. But even though we make it quick and simple to grant access to your account, it's really important to manage your security. That starts before you decide to grant a third party access to your account. First, we want to choose the right account. Many of us have multiple AWS accounts and you'll want to choose the one that grants the expert the information that they need, but minimizes the amount of business critical data that you're sharing. You can also consider using CloudFormation templates. This allows you to get work done in one account and deploy it to your main account without granting access to that business critical data. And finally, you can consider granting view only access to allow an expert to see what's going on in your account but not make changes. But there'll be many times when you really do need to grant access to your account. So a few things to keep in mind. First, we always recommend that you back up your data, in general, but particularly before you're granting access to a third party. Second, you can consider granting custom IAM roles. On IQ, we have those nine job functions that I spoke about, but if you need more specific policies, you can always create your own as you typically would. Finally, no matter how you're granting access to your account, you'll need to monitor the third party's activities in your account and make sure you're revoking access. Don't forget to revoke access when a project is completed. But as I said, on IQ, we take care of that for you. So we've posted our request, connected with a great expert and granted access and paid our expert. After your proposal is complete, you can rate and review the expert. We collect public feedback. So that's that one to five star rating, as well as the text review. And we also collect private feedback, which helps us to inform the service. After your proposal is completed, as I mentioned, we automatically revoke the access so the experts can no longer access your account. And finally, you can continue working with the experts. They can continue to submit proposals for subsequent projects for as long as you'd like. This really helps you to get the right expertise and build the relationships on IQ. So before I send you guys on your way, we'll do a quick walkthrough to really understand exactly what to expect on the service. Once you've posted your request, that request form that we looked at earlier, you'll be brought to this screen. This is how you know that you're sharing your request with experts. The experts will be able to view the information that you see here that you submitted previously. At this point, there's nothing for you to do. Just wait for the experts to respond. Now you can see that our expert, Sam Edmonds, has responded. You're entered into a chat room with the expert. You can chat for as long as you'd like. You can also select the call button in the corner and you'll be entered into a voice call or you can turn on your video. You can also screen share, as I mentioned. Here you can see the expert's profile and those ratings and reviews that we spoke about previously. As additional experts respond to you, you'll see additional blue bars below the SAM Edmonds. So each expert will have their own chat thread that you can continue working with. So let's pretend that we've spoken with SAM and we're ready to move forward. Here you can see that our expert has submitted a proposal. The proposal shows up in the chat thread as well as on the right rail. That card in the corner will always stay there, so you can always return to it to learn more. At this point, we want to review the proposal. So we click on the proposal to learn more. Here you can see the proposal from Sam. This example is relatively short. We normally see the proposals be a bit longer. Here you can see the amount, the maximum amount that the expert will charge you, plus the 3% AWS IQ fee. You can review the proposal and click approve or decline depending upon your preferences. We've accepted the proposal so you can see that it notes that it's been accepted and then it's in an accepted state. At this point, the expert can request permission to your account or payments for work that they've completed. So Sam sent a permission request to access our account. Again, you can see it in the chat thread as well as on that card. We click on the permission request to learn more. Here you can see the type of permission that the expert is requesting. For this particular project, Sam's requesting admin access. You can read a bit more about what type of permissions you're granting to your expert, and you can also click on the admin link to learn more about the particular policy. You can accept or decline this permission request. Once you've accepted, you can return to this screen to revoke access to your expert if you ever decide you'd like to do that. You can also click on the activity bar, the second tab, and you'll be able to review the CloudTrail logs of the expert's activities in your account. We've accepted the permission request and the expert has completed work. You can see that he's sent over a payment request for the work completed. Again, we click on the payment request to learn a bit more. Here you can see that Sam is describing the work that they've done and the deliverables that they've provided to you we can accept or decline the permission request. You can see the fees broken out clearly. The expert fee is a bit less than he had quoted because he completed the work more quickly. And then you can see the IQ fee and your total fee. We'll accept this payment request. Here you can see that because this was the final payment request in this proposal, this is the rate and review option that's available to you. We collect, as I said, that public and private feedback. You can choose to complete any of the fields you'd like or none of them, whichever is your preference, and then you can submit the final uh, rating and review. At this point, the proposal has been completed. You can see that it's marked as completed and that permission request has been revoked. If at any point Sam would like to continue working with you or you have additional requests, you can return to this chat thread and continue chatting with your expert. And he or she can submit any additional proposals that again, would pop up in that side screen. Thank you so much for your time today. I hope I've given you the tools to use AWS IQ. As I mentioned, we have um, a team of people who will be here at our booth, so we're happy to help you craft a request um, for any requests you might have. You can also check out your project today at iq.aws.amazon.com. And I'm also able to answer any questions. Apparently this room is set up. So if anyone has any questions, I'm happy to answer them now, or we can connect one-on-one later.